we we have a lemon version of Fanta over here, which is very cloudy. Um, but the big difference between European sodas and American sodas is actually with Fanta, because we have the color of of our orange Fanta is a lot closer to like a yellowish orange. Whereas right. American Fanta is properly orange. It's like sunburn orange. And uh, orange soda. Yeah, orange soda <laughs> just doesn't look appetizing to me. Every time I look at it, I just think, think of all of the E numbers in that coloring, you know? Like, it, it's got yeah. to be, it can't be good for you. And like, I, I know that neither of them are exactly right, but I feel like the European equivalent of orange soda... Um. Yours feels more like it's like an it's, orangey. It's closer to the juice that you would get from an orange if you were to squeeze one. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but at least you're under no illusions when you're in America as to what flavor that drink is when you, when you get it, because it is bright fucking orange. It is orange flavored, but I would argue it is also the, the name orange soda comes more that it's more colorful. Like when uh, there's like a blue raspberry slushy, you're like it tastes like it tastes blue. Yeah, yeah. It's Although the like that's orange soda is the color orange soda. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The 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 blue raspberry uh, did make its way over here though. That that's a thing that seems to have made its way around the world. I, I guess because mm-hmm. there's there's no other flavor which is ever um, associated with the color blue, so they wanted an excuse to get it in there. But I don't know. I don't know. It's it's a weird one weird specific thing because it doesn't taste anything like raspberries but it is very good it is it tastes more like bubble gum to me maybe yeah and maybe that's just because i associate the color blue with bubble gum flavor anyway i i don't know it's it's a strange one that's um go ahead i just said that makes sense yeah yeah i thought so i thought so i tell you what though if you want to talk let's talk about obnoxiously colored um soft drinks Uh-oh. for a second okay let me finish my <laughs> sentence because that could come across hor- horrible if someone isolated that or <laughs> so anyway as i was saying obnoxiously colored soft drinks um if you ever are fortunate enough to go to japan uh watermelon soda in japan is the most vivid green that you have ever seen in your fucking life like it is horrendously green i can't even begin to describe the shade of green that it is but it's like um it's like nvidia green but even more green which is just horrible Absolutely horrible, but it tastes delicious. I absolutely love it. And it's the only time that I will ever eat or drink anything that is watermelon flavoured, and I'll enjoy it. It's it's a very strange thing. I don't think it actually tastes like watermelon. I think it tastes like something magical, uh, <laughs> which they which they make you want to believe is watermelon. It's kind of like how when you eat prawn... Co- I, I don't know, do you have prawn cocktail flavoured cri- uh, chips in, in America? Or is that a British thing? It is a British thing. I've tried it before, though, because I had some sent to me. Okay. Um, so I I tried that before. Yeah, like prawn cocktail crisps do not, uh, and obviously being British, I call them crisps. Um, they are nothing like the taste of actual prawn cocktail. 
Um, it's just it's a flavor that's made up, and they yeah. make you want to assume that that's what prawn cocktail tastes like. But it doesn't actually taste like prawns. It tastes more like the sauce that they serve with the prawns, like a, a vinegary kind of um, Thousand Island dressing kind of thing. But it, mm. there's no actual prawn flavor in there, as far as I can tell from from having eaten many packets over my years. Um, yeah, it's a weird one. So yeah, I, I think there's a there's a there's a long and, and sordid history of uh, confectioners making up these flavors and saying it tastes like this, and it actually tastes nothing like it. Um, do you have do you have Reese's? Do we have what? Sorry, Reese's. I I see. No, like frozen. No. Mm. Okay. <laughs> I think we probably have something under a different name which serves the same purpose. It's kind of like Calippo or something like that. Basically, like like a slushy drink where like it's rotating around in the thing and it comes out like cold ice. Oh yeah, yeah, we've got those. Yeah. I'm really proud of myself because you you know typically like we serve them at movie theaters i work at right mm, yeah yeah and one of my favorite things is like we take the little dome icy cup and i'll like fill it all the way to the top right yep but when somebody asks for like two of the flavors mixed i will go back and forth and layer them in a way that they kind of get all over the place and then i'll like hold the bottom of the cup and like twist it a couple of times back and forth mm-hmm. and it like scrolls into like a gradient <laughs> of the two colors <laughs> nice you're doing it very right. cool yeah extremely proud. whenever anybody orders one and i give it to them i feel very proud of it <laughs> that sounds pretty cool like the 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 ones that we have over here they just half ass it it's just like okay blue first red then and maybe a little bit more blue there you go that's it that's what you paid for um I, I had one once, but the problem is, is that for what is essentially flavored ice shavings, it is horrendously expensive. Um, and and so you know, I, and of course, cinemas have to make their money somehow, of course. But um, yeah, I had one once, and I was like, right, that's that experience. I never have to pay for that again. I would rather buy more Frankie and Benny's ice cream at the uh, at the ice cream counter. And that's what I normally do because I like Frankie and Benny's. It's lovely. Speaking of not Frankie British, and Benny's, Ben and Jerry's. Jesus fucking Christ! What's wrong with me today? You know, I could. I truly was just like that is some British thing, and I don't get it. But I was just nodding and I was like, yeah, it sounds like a no, good. It, I, I think it's an old RBR bit. If I'm being honest, I, I think that's where it is. I'm sure they used to conflate the two. But anyway, Ben and Jerry's is the ice cream. Frankie and Benny's is a American themed restaurant that obviously is more popular in britain than it is in uh, america oh so it's like america it's it's like an american version of outback steakhouse for australians yeah yeah but a lot less funyuns or you know blooming onions or whatever the fuck yeah so do you want to do you want to hear about some british snacks that i've tried oh yeah so i've had one of the ones that i remember i tried your it's uh it's walkers right yeah. is that your lays yep yep uh so it was the walkers fun cocktail potato chips mm. I, was, I tried those i also got a bag 
of Monster Munch. Hell yeah, you got Monster Munch. Did you get pickled uh, onion or roast beef? Pickled onion flavor. Yes, you did. Good boy. It was very good. I liked it a lot. They're nice. I like them. I feel like there was another kind of like something, some kind of like more like savory snack that I got. But the two that I, I got then and really enjoyed, and I actually bought them again because I actually found a place that was selling them in uh, Pittsburgh before I went to AEW. Mm. Uh, bought uh, uh, two things, one of one each, of jammy Dodgers and Joppa Cakes. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. Jammy Dodgers are brilliant. I love a jammy Dodger. And that sounds like a euphemism for something that's more dirty than it actually is. But... I love a jammy dodger and um, Jaffa cakes have got a long and storied history in the UK. Uh, most famously, probably they were brought in as a halftime snack for the England football team under Sven Uren Eriksson. Um, but I, I do like a Jaffa cake um, and it, it's one of the few branded names where you can actually, apparently I say apparently because I, I don't believe it. I think Jaffa cakes are the bee's knees. But apparently there are certain kind of off-brand versions of it that do taste better. Um, so Marks and Spencers, which is a primarily a clothing store, but they also do like a supermarket outlet. Um, they do a version of Jaffa Cakes, which are kind of square in shape. Um, and my mum swears by them. She thinks they're amazing. Um, and Jaffa Cakes have started doing all different kind of flavours. So you can get, ma- I think, mango flavour strawberry cherry pineapple uh they've really started pushing the boat out with all their different flavors but for me you cannot beat original orange flavor like, yeah and i think it's funny to me because i i'm not it, i'm not i don't know how much i would say i mean the chocolate orange flavor but mm-hmm. i didn't really like the chocolate games when i tried them it's like i i think it combo and then i mm. and then like i said i'm excited to eat them again because i have them on my health oh yeah i i think they work really well because of the fact that if i'm not mistaken i believe they use dark chocolate to cover them mm. so you have the bitterness of the dark chocolate with the um with the sweetness but also the slightly acidic kick of the orange and like for me dark chocolate orange works better than milk chocolate orange does but i would never turn down either you know i I, I'm an equal opportunity chocolate muncher, me. And again, that sounds a lot filthier than I meant it to sound. Um, but yeah, Jaffa Cakes are great. Jammy Dodgers are amazing. And um, th- there's a specific type of biscuit, which is like a Jammy Dodger, but it also has like a layer of cream in there as well. And those are amazing. Ooh. Yeah, those are amazing. Um I can't remember the name of them now, but foxes sell them over here. I wouldn't know what name they would be sold at over in the U- in the US, but uh, yeah, it's essentially it's a jammy dodger, but it also has like buttercream in there, and it's oh, it's delicious. It's really nice. Like when you get those um, combination boxes of biscuits for Christmas, which I don't know if it's a thing in the US, but it is in the UK. Um, you buy these posh tins of biscuits, and 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 some that aren't quite so posh. And then when you open them up and you go in and you pick out your favourite biscuits, um, those jammy dodgers with cream, they're the ones that... You know there's always one thing in a selection that there's a lot less of? 
it always seems <clears throat> to be those jammy dodger type biscuits that there are less of. And I'm fucking furious about it every single year. But I shouldn't be surprised because it's always the best biscuits that there's less of. And then you get a bunch of Garibaldi's because apparently everyone likes a biscuit with a dead fly in it. Um, you know, and all, all different kinds of, of biscuits like that. Boring biscuits like digestives. Slightly less boring biscuits like chocolate-covered digestives. Uh, rich mm-hmm. tea biscuits. Nice biscuits are always very popular. Uh, Scottish shortbread. Lots of good stuff at Christmas time. But, uh, yeah. There you There's go. A- specifically where I'm from, uh, Youngstown, Ohio. Mm. And I don't know how far out it reaches in this area of Ohio. I think it's more than just this area, but like kind of spans out this weird kind of region um, where when we have weddings, we have cookie tables. Oh, nice. <laughs> we still have, we still have wedding cake. Like that's still a part of it. Mm. But a bunch of people like, just bake all kinds of cookies and we have a table full of cookies, every kind of cookie you can think of. And then we usually have like, there's like little takeaway bags. So like on your way out of the wedding, you'd be like, you'd stop by the cookie table and just like take a bunch of cookies. That's cool. I like that. I like that. I've always got time for cookies. You know, cookies are are biscuits by another name as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. When, uh, when I did, I directed the wedding singer, uh, at one of the high schools I worked at, the musical version of it. I was going to say, because I really liked the film. I didn't realize you were the director. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> very proud of that. Uh, but I directed the musical, and one of the ideas that we came up with was that, because uh, we got really ambitious with our ideas, because it was our first year, so we were trying all kinds of stuff. Um, on the way in and out, I think we had a cookie table so the kids could like uh bring in some cookies for the cookie table and every night we would have like a different assortment and then you could buy one of those take-home things so so it was like for five dollars we'll give you a little box and you can put all the cookies you want on a take-home show and it's like you were doing wedding. nice yeah so it was a fun fun idea yeah, I like that idea. I, I will adopt that idea. If I ever find someone stupid enough to marry me, I will <laughs> I will adopt the cookie table idea and I will uh I will engage your services as a uh an advisor to the cookie counter. Uh <laughs> so that I all the guest ice cream sandwiches on their way out too. Oh man. <laughs> Let, let's let's talk about that, shall we? Let's talk about that. I'm already recording. I, I think we may as well throw this up on BS Cast. Um, let, let's let's talk about the CM Punk ice cream sandwiches because what an amazing. What a great idea! Yeah, what a wonderful Everything idea. From top to bottom was perfect, and that that moment at the end was such a nice little touch at the end. Like, literally, cannot think of anything that could have sent that crowd home happier than literally putting an ice cream sandwich in there. <laughs> I know, right? It was great. Did you see the um the the, the media scrum afterwards by any chance? I read the like the, the like 
bits and pieces of it, but I didn't oh, watch yeah. it. So there was a moment where CM, I was a sad case. I watched the whole thing on replay today because um, I because I couldn't watch live because I I didn't have a, a fight TV account and I honestly I I didn't want to pay for one so I didn't bother. Um, so anyway, um, there's a point where CM Punk is just like fuck it I I don't care I'm gonna have one of these ice cream sandwiches. So he opens it up and it looks perfect and then he bites into it and he realizes his mistake immediately because the ice cream has completely melted and the only thing that was keeping it in place was the chocolate shell on the outside so the moment he bites into it just liquid ice cream spills everywhere on the desk <laughs> and he's just like nah fuck it i'm gonna eat this anyway so he's kind of half off screen eating this ice cream and tony khan is doing his best to hold things together um you know a bixen span has tried three times to call in to Sorry? Nothing. I was just going to say, I saw the label because people were posting pictures of it. It sounded like a really good ice cream sandwich. Yeah. So, like, from my understanding, what they've done is they've bought a pre-existing ice cream sandwich and then they've printed off a bunch of personalized labels and, and stuck them on over the top, which is absolutely the way to do it. Like, you can buy these ice creams on wholesale. You can get them for less than cost. And then... They went to the... I don't know. It seemed like they had them printed there, but like... Oh, maybe they, they did. Maybe they did, but they definitely bought them wholesale. Um, which they definitely had the like ingredient listing and stuff like that in the CM Punk like... Yeah, but I I think... Don't you have to do that, I think, by law? Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I, th- I think FDA uh, stand... I, I don't know, even know if FDA is, is what it, you, you'd need to do. But anyway, one, one of those government agencies, I think, don't they dictate that um, labelling, especially if you're relabeling a product, the label that you're putting over the top has to have all of the the correct legal information on it? I think that's a thing. I could be wrong. No one's ever going to feed back on this to let us know either way. So I'm just going to assume that I'm right. Um, oh, see, speaking of... Mm. Uh, this happened before the CM Punk thing. Did you see the the Baron Corbin and MGF interaction? Yes, <laughs> yes, I did. It's great. I like it. it I... Was something there was something really cool. Like, like you know what? I, the, the Sean Spears is great. Baron Corbin agreeing. That's very sweet. But MJF responding in storyline to WWE was just yep. really fun. Yeah, I was yeah. just like, that's great. I love that yeah. he's acknowledging the K fifty. That, that's the kind of that's the kind of um you know, closed door interaction, if you will, that I can absolutely get behind. I haven't got time for all of this bitching and moaning and backbiting between wrestlers from different organizations. You know, like Roman Reigns having a pop at, at CM Punk. Um but I have got all the time in the world for interactions like the one we saw between Spears, Corbin, and MJF. Like that, that I I love it. Like maintaining kayfabe when they know full well that everyone reading it knows what the deal is, but they're doing it, and it's fun. And that's what I want wrestling to be for me. I want it to be fun, and I, I like his response where he says, "I don't normally do this for the pause, but <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna donate some money anyway." <laughs> I don't it's so funny. It was such a great line. It really was. Man, we've been talking about random shit for so long that Bianca is now on the line and we can start the show at the right time. Oh man. Hello Bianca. 
Hello. Guess what? We've been talking about shit for half an hour. We haven't started the show yet. (laughs) (laughs) Are we talking about a certain punk returning to wrestling? We certainly are. We've talked about ice cream bars. We started talking about um, crisps or or chips, as you would call them, and biscuits and cookies and weddings. And uh, eventually the conversation just moved on naturally to ice cream bars and um, people that buy them for crowds that are in attendance. So, yeah, of course, (laughs) CM Punk. I... So I haven't watched wrestling in years. Like mm. I just got so bored with WWE, but I'm like, I kind of want to check out AEW. Yeah, a lot of people have done that. William's brother, Curtis, when he left wrestling completely, he was not interested. And he's posted in the RBR forum today saying he's back, he's back to watching wrestling. It's brilliant. Like regardless of what side people stand for, and mm-hmm. like personally, I haven't got time for either side. I'm just like, let's just enjoy it all. And right. if, if you want to like one and not the other, fine. But don't have a go at people for liking the opposite or whatever. Mm-hmm. Just enjoy what you want to enjoy. Um, I, I I love seeing people enjoying wrestling again. And I'm I'm going to catch up with a lot more AEW, I think. Because yeah, I know Melina, she's... Oh, is she on Impact She's now? on Impact now, yeah. She was uh, with NWA because um, she was on that power show back when it was on YouTube mm. before the... the See, um, I love Melina. She's great. She really is great. And she gave an interview with Chris Van Vliet where she was basically talking about how her role within wrestling was to help the the younger wrestlers come up and and whatever she could Mm do. And she was talking about how her uh, characters matured. And she was in a storyline with Funda Rossa where um, she was like the old head guiding Funda Rossa uh, along the way. And then they had this thing where Thunderosa ended up winning the NWA title, as everyone knows that, that watches AEW, because mm-hmm. she ended up bringing the title to AEW. And they had a falling out, and a feud was started between the two of them. Um, and it's just a brilliant example of Melina being the the older, more experienced head, giving the younger talent that little rub. In the same way that CM Punk, the first thing he says when he gives that promo is Britt mm-hmm. Baker. Like, that's wonderful. I'm just going to bring that up. Saying, having that reaction in Chicago and it being like, wow, you really make a guy feel like Britt Baker in Pittsburgh was like... Such a good a line. Time ...to show that like he had paid attention and yeah. like... That was really cool. And coincidentally enough, I know because I was there, that was <laughs> his last time. Was the Royal Rumble in Pittsburgh was the last time he was... And she was in so, attendance. Yeah. Amazing. So was I. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't. Way to make me feel bad. <laughs> but I've, I've both been in, me and Britt Baker have both attended the same wrestling show. Mm. And I have a one where she's wrestled. Now she has to attend one where I wrestle and we're even. <laughs> and meanwhile, Kylan King is in the background just, you know, doing her, doing her reps and uh, getting better all the time. And if, I'm hoping to see her wrestle in person because then I could have said the same thing about her. Dude, but. one day, I'm not kidding, one day you're going to see her lifting a heavyweight, not a heavyweight, a women's championship. Like, she has got everything. We've talked about this before. She's got everything. Like, she will one day, she'll get there and you'll be watching her do it, whether it's in attendance or on TV. And that's going to be fucking weird for you. <laughs> <laughs> I've also, I, I believe I've mentioned this before, I performed stand-up comedy for Johnny Gargano. F- fucking asshole! How many p- p- 
fucking wrestlers do you know? <laughs> I well, I, I, that was what the the thing. I almost tried to think of a way to word this once, but I've technically I've had I I did stand up in front of Johnny Gargano. And then I had Eddie Kingston watching me and Felipe do that segment. That's right. <laughs> Where the cowboy bebop at? <laughs> yeah. What a weird thing that those two have watched me perform oh. and I've watched them perform. <laughs> do you know what? And we'll get started on the show in a minute. So this will be the, the end. Um, uh, you, unbeknown to you, Bianca, you're appearing on the BS cast this week. Um, oh, yeah, <laughs> um, I can always edit you out if you if you no, require oh, no, it. No, no, that's fine. You've been absolutely that fine. I don't think you've said anything compromising at all. Um, the more I hear about Eddie Kingston, the the and the more I learn about him, the more I love that guy. Like, what a fucking dude! <laughs> he loves anime. He's just an all round great guy. He's a great promo. He's a good worker. Everybody loves him. Like, love him. Fantastic. Oh, the so speaking of like wrestlers and stuff. Mm. So, a lot of the WWE divas or like the NXT girls come into the salon I work at. Oh, I bet oh. that's interesting at the moment. No, they. Well, I haven't seen any of them in a while, but like, and sometimes they come in on my day off, and I'm just like, ah, like. I've I've done Dakota Kai's nails once, and she's always a joy to talk to. Absolute yeah. sweetheart. Yeah. Um. Ember Moon, she comes in. The owner does her nails. Oh, she is amazing too. Um, Charlotte has come in once. Again, amazing. Um, Renee Michelle, she comes in. Haven't seen her in a while. Also amazing. They're all just sweethearts, and I love talking to them. Oh man, because um, by the sounds of it, a lot of the women on NXT are in a pretty weird place at the moment because of all of the changes that are purported to be mm-hmm. being made so yeah i i feel i feel like the women can still it has been a successful breeder brown like feeding system for the women no it has but, the men. but this is what the men I think this is the concern is that if Vince is getting more involved and he's giving more of a remit of what he wants from it and his remit is big sweaty men, does that potentially signal a return to the divas of the past? Okay, so I have a question because like I said, I I have not watched WWE Mm. in forever. So does he still own it or does like Stephanie own it? No, Vince Vince still owns how old is he? He needs to retire, oh, like he's, bro. He's, he's ancient. I think he's about as old as Methuselah's ball bag. Um, <laughs> yeah, like the, the rumors are that he's going to sell soon. The disappointing thing is that Triple H was like heir apparent doing a great NXT, and he was the heir apparent. Mm. And so the process kept being, wow, man, if Vince retires or dies, mm. and Triple H takes over and Stephanie takes over. This brand's probably going to be really good because they're stacked with talent. And if they, and if he was in charge of it, and this Raw SmackDown are as good as NXT, hell, yeah. when the SmackDown episode where half of the roster couldn't make it, it was just NXT talent, was one of the best main roster shows they've done in years. Mm-hmm. But then AEW comes along, beats NXT in the ratings, and now Vince is like, NXT's over. You're done. 
this experiment is over, which sucks because he was doing a really good job. Yeah. Uh, so I'm like disappointed this weekend is like potentially the last, like, I don't know, good takeover. I have no idea what this is all going to be like, but I will say I have, I, we, I don't remember if we talked about this recently. I feel like we did, mm. but <clears throat> women's wrestling has been really great in WWE. Yeah. For a while. And that is something that I appreciate. That when they did those, when they changed it from the championship to the women's title and they had that match at the triple threat at WrestleMania, that moment on, it really did feel like it was different. Hmm. And I will appreciate it. I do feel like the main roster misuses their tag team titles, but everything else is very good. And there's a lot of stars, a lot of yeah. women stars that are really good wrestlers. Hmm. And just like... Honestly, if they want to move the needle against CM Punk, I think the two things they need to do is John Cena needs to win tonight and <laughs> Becky needs to win. <laughs> I think you're, you might be right. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm worried about... We've got all of the momentum because... Also, my favorite aspect of that whole AEW thing is like, not only is Punk back, but everything about Punk's WWE run is there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Music is the same. It feels like he literally plucked himself, his character, at the end of his WWE run out of WWE and into AEW. And that's amazing because it's, nobody else is. It, it's a brilliant, like, middle finger to them without at any point actually sticking a middle finger up at them. You know, everything that he said has been very careful in that he's never mentioned WWE. He's talked about, I left wrestling in 2005, I came back in 2021. Um, because WWE by Vince McMahon's own standards are not a wrestling company they're a sports entertainment company so he's holding them to their own standard um, mm -hmm. I, I think he's been really clever and I've been refreshingly surprised by how positive and seemingly averse to confrontational negativity he's been in all of the things that he said since he turned up on an AEW stage. Like he seems to be very much in a mindset of, I just want to enjoy it. I just want to be all about positivity. I want to help AEW. I don't want, I don't care for talking shit about other companies because I'm going to elevate AEW rather than try to push WWE down. And right. I think that's a great attitude for anyone in any industry. You know, raise your standard. Don't try to denigrate someone else. Um, mm -hmm. You know, and, and it's refreshing from Punk because of all of the people to end up in AEW, he has the most justifiably huge axe to grind um, on on the WWE wheel. Um, and he's not doing it. He's he's being the bigger man and he's just like, no, fuck it. I'm going to have fun with, with Darby Allen in a couple of weeks and we're gonna make people talk he's married to aj right yeah, yeah. aj lee yeah i wonder if she'll come back to aew i don't know will is convinced that i mean he's not convinced that she will but he's convinced that she should but there are reports that her neck is all kinds of messed up and oh okay. you know to kind of edge oh. levels except without the comeback <laughs> But just have them come out together because as I said last week and I really honestly think one of my favorite things about that CM Punk thing is that CM Punk was by himself yeah mm -hmm. everybody in AEW comes out with a million people and I don't understand it Dar or Darby Allen being up in the in the rafters great 
why does Sting have to be there? Because he's his father. Yeah, right, but what? <laughs> he doesn't do anything in that. He just stands there. He's the, giving him the, a rub. That's what it is. Allen, Punk. Why is Sting there? Just have Darby Allen up in the Raptors. That moment was great. I just, it's there's just so many. There's all these unnecessary people who are just there. They're yeah. at ringside, around, and I don't know who they are or why they're yeah. there, and no, I don't it, get. It. And I, that's my biggest gripe right now. I, I'm just I, like, I, who are these? People? Why are they here? I completely agree with you. <laughs> where it comes to some of the hangers-on and extra people that are around the ring. Like, I completely understand and agree. Like, the the doofus that keeps hanging around with the rest of the elite, with the face guard and the, and the cold spray. Like, I don't I don't get that at all. That being said, before... Another, there's a goon that, like, is wearing a headset and a... Oh, uh, Michael Nakazawa. They don't, he doesn't, he's just there. They don't talk about him. (laughs) No, I know. I know. Look, I'm not saying it's perfect. I'm not saying it's perfect. But what I will say in defense of the Sting Darby Allen um, team up, Sting can't be justified to be there on his own merit now because he can't wrestle. So he needs to be there in more of a managerial role. He has wrestled. And he's wrestled good. Yeah, but he—it's been cinematic backstage stuff. It's not been in ring, from my memory. Um, Dar- I watched it. Yeah, Darby Allen. Before um, this whole thing with CM Punk came about, he was benefiting huge from the rub that being aligned with Sting was giving him, and it's allowed them to tweak his character and and everything and his look just ever so slightly i think he's benefited from it i i think that the sting team up i'm just saying i'm just saying like in that segment i'm just there's just too many people in every segment and i and yeah no i I just yeah i understand yeah i understand like it probably would have been nice to have him there by himself did some action it's fine but up in the rafters, I feel like that should have just been Darby and yeah. And but the, the rafters is a is a sting thing to begin with, so it kind of makes sense. Like we've seen before, so it kind of set up the idea of him being up in the rafters. Hmm. Anyway, the thing is, it, it didn't take away from the segment for me personally. It didn't either. I just don't. I just want less people to show up in every segment. <laughs> people all around. The boys don't get paid though. Last thing <laughs> we have to talk about the Suicide Squad movie yes. because I yes yes. But uh, not only was this punk thing very exciting, and it made me really excited about AEW in a way I hadn't been before, but I'm also very excited that we're like a month away from Daniel Bryan being in AEW too. <laughs> That's going to be mental. That's going to be mental. And I hope they both end up in the fucking G1. That's what I want. And like I said too, they I really felt like it was the right call to just bring all the CM Punk stuff back. Because uh, he a star, like an established person, mm. and honestly, you you could do final countdown, but I hope they do in the public domain. You could use his Ms. WWE. <laughs> you could, but I think that in the case of Daniel Bryan, I think he wants to revert to American Dragon Bryan Danielson. And he wants to leave all of the WWE stuff behind. I, I think that Final Countdown, especially given the fact that Tony Khan loves buying music at this point, like he's got a hard on for buying music. Final Countdown is such an iconic piece of music. 
I can't see him coming out to anything else. I really can't. Personality when Punk's well, the personality was distinct in that it was like the one actual song that was on WWE television. Yeah, and now it fits in AEW's whole thing. And I do think Daniel Bryan having like I like that uh, like like Moxley comes out to uh, Wild Thing. I, I like all of that. I think it's very cool that they do that. Yeah, no, I definitely yeah. think licensing music is is the way to go for them because. It does set them apart from uh, a lot of the other TV wrestling shows. Anyway, as you said, uh, we need to close this conversation and uh, begin the uh, the show. So uh, goodbye, everybody listening on the BS cast. I hope you enjoyed that random sojourn into wrestling and ice cream and crisps and biscuits and cookies. And uh, we'll see you at some point in the future to talk about some Marvel. Uh, 